Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Heritage Hour. I'm Mark Gonzalez, your pastoral encourager for Southwest Florida here at the Royal Palm Association of Churches, and I'm so delighted to be with you as has been our custom for, wow, about 28 years now. Can you imagine that? And what a joy it is just to come and sit in the presence of the Lord with you and compare notes and share hearts about all the things that he has for us. And if you've been with us in the last few weeks, you know we're doing a series on parenting. We've covered all kinds of things about eight basic reasons why kids disobey, the four key stages of parenting, seven basic heart wirings in every person. Today, we're coming to what I'm calling, well, there's two things we can call it, five hidden viruses in parenting or the five great challenges to positive parenting. And so I hope you uh, have a little uh, pad and pen that you can jot these things down as we walk through them here in a few minutes. But again, I'm just so delighted to be with you. And you know what? I'm also delighted to go into the presence of the Lord with you as we ask Him to speak. So, let's go before the Lord. Father, we're just so grateful for the privilege you give us just to come and gather in your presence and sit at your feet, gaze in your eyes, and let you speak to us heart to heart. Lord, we're going to talk about some things that's hard for us to see, these hidden viruses deep within our hearts that tend to be a hindrance to our ability to parent well. So, Lord, I just pray that you'll... uh, just help us be open-minded, open-hearted, uh, and just just tune in and, and let you just speak to us where we need uh, to hear your insights, your counsel uh, from above. So thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being able to come together to let you speak to us, that you can transform us from the inside out. We ask for nothing less. And we pray this in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by his precious cleansing and healing, transforming, empowering, and forgiving blood. Oh, amen. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, we are going to be talking about these five hidden viruses or the great challenges to positive parenting. And it has to do with what's going on in the deeper recesses of our heart. And let's just be real honest. It's hard for us to see that to accept that, and uh, yet I believe that those are the very places, those deep recesses of the heart, where the Lord by His Spirit loves to give us glimpses and peeks at some things that He wants to heal, that we can be better and better in the things that He calls us to do, including parenting these precious gifts of above that we call children. Now, let me just kind of give you a few passages of Scripture just to kind of give us an overview, of kind of a panoramic view of the topic, and then watch for these themes as I share with you these five hidden viruses or great challenges to positive parenting. Uh, Over in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, for example, it says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel which I believe the Lord's going to give us today. There's also a warning to that over in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 25. Uh, if you neglect all my counsel, well, you did not want my reproof. And then in verse 30, they would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. 
But then the Proverbs goes on to tell us in 11.14, where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in the abundance of counselors, there is victory. Or it puts it this way in Proverbs 15.22, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Let me give you one more. Uh, Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of of your days. And so when I start offering these five hidden viruses, boy, let the Lord just speak. Let the Lord just kind of open your eyes to see if any of these things are at play in your heart so that he can begin to bring you healing and you can experience the fruit of that as we continue to mature as uh, as believers in Christ. In fact, 1 Corinthians 14:20 puts it this way. Uh, brethren, do not be children in your thinking. Be uh, yet in evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be mature. Be mature. So let's take a journey. Let's take a peek at these five great challenges to positive parenting, these hidden viruses. And let me give you a kind of a, a way to diagnose kind of where you are in this. You know, I was in uh, Publix our grocery store the other day, and, and I love to see those those shopping carts that have the little driving, uh, the steering wheels, like their little cars, and, and I see little children that are in there with their moms and dad, you know, uh, at the store, and, and they're, they're just turning that wheel like mad. But of course, that steering wheel is not having Im- any impact whatsoever on the shopping cart. Why? Because there's a big disconnect between that toy steering wheel and the cart itself do you ever feel like there's this disconnect you're trying to uh, uh, instruct and train your children trying to connect with them and yet there is no connection they don't seem to respond and you kind of go man what is going on here well sometimes what the problem is is that that which we're saying in words is not being corroborated or matched up or strengthened by our own heart attitudes, our own actions. There's a disconnect between the two. And when you're speaking words that aren't coming from the depths of your heart and coming from the example and the model of your life and the convictions that you've been building deep within, when, when your words aren't matching up with that, they're hollow and there is a disconnect and the kids won't respond. But when you are speaking words that are born out of your convictions and heart, out of those things that are deep within, out of the ways that you're really feeling, there's a power there. There's an influence there that makes all the difference in the world. So if you've been experiencing a, a disconnect that your kids just don't seem to be receiving that which you have to say or share or even instruct, then it could be that deep within there's one of five hidden viruses or great challenges that you're wrestling with. Now here's the first one, and they're all going to begin with the letter I because I want you to be able to remember these fairly easily. Number one, the first great uh, virus, a hidden virus, inconsistency. Okay, let's just be real honest. Who among us, you know, one day we're being kind of strict and and uh, on point and reminding the kids to do this and that and the other, but then there are days we're just sitting, oh, first, forget it, just whatever. 
just go, well, you know, when we're inconsistent in the standard that we're calling our children to, if we're inconsistent in the way that we're expressing and expecting our core values to be discovered and then applied, well, then the kids get very, very confused. I mean, when can we cross the line and when can we not? You know, where is the real line? How important is this? Do we take this seriously or do we just blow it off? So one of the things we need to deal with is, Lord, what in the world is going on with this inconsistency? Well, let me just give you a tip about that. Uh, when you build convictions, which are deeply seated beliefs, rock solid beliefs in your heart, when they become embedded in your heart, those core uh, values, those uh, convictions will be so prevalent in your thinking and the way that you interact with your kids, you will be consistent when you see a deviation from that. So, you know, this is a good time to really take an inventory about what you have core values or convictions about. Like, for example, do you have a core conviction that kids should uh, engage in courteous deportment in relating to others or quick obedience? Uh, what about uh, expectation of family support? None of this family rivalry, sibling rivalry stuff. No, no, no. What about generous hearts or applying biblical principles? You know, I can go on and on and on with a list of important values, but here's the thing. If you, from time to time, get temporarily inspired and start trying to hold them to that standard, but there hasn't become a deeply seated conviction in your heart, which means you're going to drift away from it later, it all rings hollow. In fact, they could even build resentment at your inconsistency of it. So let me just encourage you, uh, talk with your spouse. Or if you're a single parent, get some counsel from your parents or a pastor and settle in on what the uh, convictions uh, that you really want to watch for and build into your own life, put them in there so that you will be consistent in the way you interact with your kids and what you require of them. So that's the first of five hidden viruses, a great challenge that we face from the inside. Now, here's a simple one that might sound kind of harsh to begin with, but it really isn't. It's the hidden virus of ignorance. Now, ignorance simply means to be unaware. There's no shame in that. I mean, uh, were any of us required to take parenting courses or take a test or be licensed before having a child? No. No, we had a child and it's like, okay, here you go, start parenting. Man, in fact, I'll never forget when the first of our three sons was born. Man, we were in the hospital for five days because we had an emergency C-section and an infection set in and my, my, my wife and uh, bless her heart, but she... Uh, she uh, she recovered, but it took five days. So when it was time for us to take our first child home, we were so used to the nursing professionals teaching us how to take care of this brand new thing called a child. It was stunning to us that they're going to let us take it home, but we don't know anything. <laughs> what if it? What if we don't know what to do when it's crying? What if it gets sick? What if? It, I mean, it was just wow. You ever have that feeling? Well, we were just unaware. We were ignorant. We hadn't learned yet. 
And so here's the the thing about parenting. It is an on-the-job kind of training deal. So you know what? Here's, Here's some quick tips for you. Read up. Read up. Get a hold of books on that. And by the way, my wife and I uh, wrote a quick parenting guide. We know you're busy, but we wrote this quick tips guide we call Unpacked Parenting. And these topics I've been sharing with you and glimpses I've given you uh, today are in the book in greater detail. And if you want that, just go to my website, markpg.org. That's markpg.org. Maybe it's .com, come to think of it. Try both. Anyway, markpg.com, I think is what it is. Uh, but yeah, just click on the books uh, section. There's a tab there for that, and it uh, you can find our book on Unpacked Parenting and get it. But uh, but yeah, so you know what you want to do is you want to read up and, uh, and uh, keep up to date as you go along. Team up. Team up with some folks, uh, parents, other parents, and compare notes. Uh, that's that's one of the best ways and most fun ways to kind of do the parenting thing uh, together, and then look up, man, look up to somebody, get a mentor, get grandparents or people who have older kids that you really uh, trust, and just pick their brains about it. And you can look even higher, look up to the Lord and say, Lord, I really need wisdom from above on this. And you know, as we do that, we are dealing with ignorance in our on-the-job training thing. Again, it's no shame to admit that. And that's not being critical. It's just being real. None of us, none of us are fully equipped to train up a child when we get our first one or even the second or third one. We learn along the way. It's okay. Now, here's the third of the five Hidden viruses are great challenges to positive parenting. We talked about uh, inconsistency. We talked about ignorance. Now let me talk about this one that we don't really readily like to admit, but I am telling you, in my over 35 years of pastoral ministry, this one is at play in every one of us to one degree or another. Insecurity. Insecurity. We have this kind of deep fear that we will lose our kids, that we will feel and be rejected by our kids if we are overly harsh with them, if we try to push them too hard, train them too hard, correct them too much, that type of a thing. What is it in us? And I'm seeing it a lot today in our contemporary culture. A lot of parents are more concerned in trying to be their kid's BFF their best friend forever, rather than their parent. It is our role to guide them, to discipline them, to correct them. But if we fear being rejected by our own kids, we will not do that effectively. We'll give in. We don't want to hear the things, I hate you, or you're the worst parent ever, I wish I wasn't in this family. Or so. And man, that just makes us feel so, so rejected that we'll do anything to... Avoid feeling that rejected, including failing to correct them as we should. Recognizing that those feelings that those kids will erupt with, they're just temporary. They're just for the moment. And what they need is a parent who's so secure in who they are and in the Lord that they can stand fast and stand firm, not a demonstrative, ugly, combative way, but just in a calm and cool and peaceful and steadfastness 
that they can trust. They know that you're not going to melt in insecurity and fear of rejection when they may go toe-to-toe with you. So how do we deal with that? Well, first, got to look deep, my friends. Look deep. you got to admit to yourself that if you're feeling that kind of, of uh, response to your kids pushing back a little bit, probably there's some unresolved rejection issues you're dealing with deeper in. So you look deep, you dig deep and say, Lord, why am I feeling this way so easily? Was it because I was feeling so rejected by my parents or leaders? Do I have abandonment issues? Do I have fear of authority issues? What is it that makes me feel so easily triggered to feel rejected even by my own kids? And when the Lord takes you there and begins to show you these things and you begin to forgive those that have hurt you or neglected you or abandoned you and you start getting healed up, you want to stay deep because rather than going through that exercise all the time, it's better to just to cultivate that inner security in the Lord so that your kids can have someone that's stable and at peace in who they are and how much the Lord really loves them, the more you will receive the the love of the Lord, Before the more you realize that He loves you more than you can possibly imagine, my friend, you will be more secure and be in a far greater position to be an effective and positive parent to your kids. And you know what? When you're that secure, you will be more consistent instead of inconsistent, as we mentioned earlier. And you'll be more self-aware rather than ignorant, as we said earlier. So they all kind of weave together as the Lord takes us on that healing process. Well, here's the fourth of the five hidden viruses that impact our ability to be positive in our parenting, and that's immaturity, immaturity. You know, if if the truth be told, most of us deal with a certain degree of immaturity or a breasted development, uh, an area or two of our lives. Isn't that so? I mean, see, none of us are maturing on a nice, steady uh, curve up in every area of our lives. Life is a jagged thing. We are complex people. And there are areas in my life that I am mature, other areas that I'm still learning and growing in. There's no shame in being on a path of increasing maturity. So when I say, oh, you may be immature, don't take that as being insulting. Take it as being a realistic appraisal of where all of us are. And this is why we need each other. We need each other to encourage each other to faith and good works. We need each other to spot the blind spots in our in our backs. You know, that's why we need all those counselors. We need the friends that will walk with us. Man, I tell you, the scripture is filled with so many of those kinds of exhortations. For example, Proverbs 27, 9. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, so a man's counsel is sweet to his friends. One of the hallmarks of dealing with immaturity is that we are growing up. And do you know how you're growing up? We know we are growing up when we stop trying to do things by ourselves and start asking for help. We stop saying, "Uh, no thanks, I can do this by myself. Instead, we start saying, 
May I ask you something? So when we're seeking and heeding uh, counsel, that is one of the fastest ways to grow out of an emotionally immature reflex. Rather than thinking we can figure things out on our own, by ourselves, in a vacuum, no, no, maturity is saying, you know, I can't, and I am going to ask for help, and I'm going to be open to counsel. Another hallmark of maturity is not just growing up, but getting up. You know, when we fall down, well, somebody who's immature will stay down there and wallow on the floor, blame it on others, and just, just whine and pout and get discouraged and feel victimized. But I tell you what, somebody who's maturing, they're not going to stay on the floor. They're going to get up. They're going to get up and move on. They're going to get up and own uh, what they've done. Man, I just really botched that. Oh, you know, I don't know what to do here. I need some help. Mature people don't fall down and stay down. They get up, they seek help, and they move on. And you know what another hallmark of somebody who's maturing is? They lift up. They lift up the people around them. Immature people put people down. They criticize others. They make fun of others. They tease others. They view themselves way more highly than they ought to think. But the mature are going to lift up the people around them. They're going to praise those around them. They're going to rejoice when others are being lifted up instead of themselves. That is such a wonderful hallmark of maturity. So, we've talked of four of the five hidden viruses or great challenges to positive parenting, inconsistency, ignorance, insecurity, immaturity, and here's the last one, inflexibility. Inflexibility. It's when we are so stayed in our ways, so steadfast in our own individual uh, unilateral thinking that we will not budge. On the one hand, we might call it positively as steadfastness, but yet on the other hand, it could be stubbornness. How do we know the difference? Because earlier we talked about the need to be, uh, the problem of inconsistency. We need to be consistent and hold steadfast beliefs according to to convictions. Now we're saying that inflexibility is a bad thing. Well, there's actually a simple distinction. It's the simple distinction. Distinction of making frequent and random changes, that's inconsistency. Frequent and random changes. But when we make periodic and calibrated adjustments due to changing conditions, that's being flexible, not inconsistent. The fact of the matter is the world is changing all around us, isn't it? It is rapidly changing. We're living in a day through social media and the internet where information is at our fingertips, but wisdom is not. And we can stick our heads in the sand like an ostrich and not want to change and proudly say, I haven't changed my view in 25 years and feel proud, but we will be proudly wrong. We need to be changing. The world is changing. You can't run and hide from change. And so we need to be flexible to make adjustments in the way we're dealing with all of the challenges that this world brings. Let me give you one great example. Uh, I mentioned it earlier about the, the, uh, the internet and social media. I mean, 
Man, I can remember the days when we had limited amount of television and movies and magazines to monitor as parents and trying to guard the hearts of our children. Well, now parents are faced with the avalanche of unlimited internet access, uh, texting, uh, social media, personal cell phones that have made it open season on the hearts of our young as uh, they're basically passing around their ignorance to one another, but also becoming extremely vulnerable to negative influence and social predators, my friends. This is a new day. And man, kudos to those parents who are uh, monitoring their children's Facebook and Instagram and other social media accounts and postings. Kudos to those parents that require their children to earn time online with books read or chores. Kudos to those parents who are uh, controlling internet access through, uh, you know, parental passwords and uh, monitoring, you know, the software that they're using and requiring, you know, maybe more supervised use in family areas in the home when they're online. And, you know, I hope you're chatting and checking with your kids uh, to make sure that they're guarding their hearts. It's dangerous out there. And we need to, you know, change with the times and keep up. And there are lots of websites that will help you uh, figure out how to to monitor and protect your kids on the internet. Then there are also changing seasons that are going on too that we need to be flexible about. Kids, when they are they're changing as they grow up, and we talked about this earlier, the four key stages of parenting. You need to make the adjustment and move from captain to coach to counselor to consultant as they get older. That's part of the flexibility of the way that we are interacting with our kids. But if we are inflexible and our kids see us as being unapproachable, stuck in our ways, archaic in our thinking, well, we're going to have a major problem. So these are the five hidden viruses and great challenges to positive parenting, my friend. And I just pray that you will just ask the Lord just to help you spot these things going on in your heart and life so that you can be healed and freed up from that, that you can be a more and more effective parent in the life of your children. Well, Lord, we're just so grateful for the privilege you give us just to take some time to sit down and think through these things and let you shine a spotlight on our heart to see if any of these things are at play in our hearts and lives. And of course, if we're honest, we'll have to admit that all of these things are at play to one degree or another. But thank you for being a God who loves to change us from the inside out. You're so gracious. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm Mark Gonzalez. Oh, until next time. Oh, have some fun at the feet of the Lord and let Him heal you from the inside out. <laughs>